It's good to be back. Thank you. It's always good to share time with you, and uh, unfortunately, time just keeps moving. I've got less hair than I had when I was here before. It turned gray and turned loose, and I can't keep it on. I went to my beautician who's been cutting my hair, and she said, let me try something new. And so as she cut it off, she piled it on top of my head, and unfortunately, it didn't stay. Lots of transitions happening for y'all. Congratulations to Glenn and Susan on getting ready to retire. It's a, it's a big, big transition. I highly recommend it. It's good. I, I can't get used to this two-microphone thing. And then you've got David and Rebecca and Maggie coming. Uh, lucky folks. They've got a good family to come spend some time with. And I hope you will wrap your arms around them and welcome them and let them know what a wonderful family you are so that they can make that connection and y'all can truly become family together. I want to talk to you this morning for just a bit out of that great old Psalm 23. I was visiting with a man one day and he was putting up some bluebird boxes out in his pasture and putting them on wooden posts. As soon as he put those boxes out there, bluebirds came, they went in the boxes, built their nests, laid their eggs, hatched them, started feeding them, and then the neighbor's cat came out in the pasture, climbed the wooden post, clawed open the top, ate the chicks, the nest became a grave. The guy said, okay, I'll, I'll try something else. So he goes out, he takes the wooden post down, puts metal posts up, puts the box back on top of the post. The birds came back, laid more eggs, hatched. The little baby started feeding them and the cat couldn't get to them. This is what hope looks like. Stubborn hope like those birds coming back in the midst of loss to make another attempt at life. That's what the gospel is all about, that God makes room for eternal life for us to grow that divine love to multiply. Even in the worst conditions, even in the valley of the shadow of death, God keeps coming back. God turns a grave into a place for new life. Isn't that what Easter is all about? He turns it into new life, new birth. God is stubborn for hope, stubborn for life. One of my favorite writers is a man named Frederick Beekner. He gave this quote in one of his books. The seemingly worst things were never the last things. We need to remember that. The pathway of hope is to believe that through thick and thin, God can still do the best things with and for us. Christian life is in some ways like nesting, about creating a home for the gospel, shelter for hope and joy and all the things that come from a relationship with God. We are people who build nests wherever we go, wherever we settle for a season. We learned from Scripture that God was always mobile, living in a tent, going with God's people wherever they were, whether they were living in a town or in the wilderness. And then in the midst of it all, with violence or terrorism or destruction or even a pandemic, all around us, we learned to pray those words that the psalmist gave us. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. 
A man was recovering in the hospital from a severe stroke. He was talking with his minister about all the people from the church who'd come to see him. One person came and sang to him. Another one brought his fiddle and played for him. They came during the lunch hour and after work. And the guy, through his stroke-affected voice, was talking to the minister and said to him, whenever they came, they made it easier to believe in God. When they're with me, I know God is with me. There at his bedside, the minister learned from that stroke-affected man that we can't separate how we think about God from how we think about the church. The life of a congregation reveals the relationship that congregation has with God. One man said it this way, Christ is present with us insofar as we are present for each other. When I pray the words of Psalm 23, the you that I address in that prayer is God. But we always hope and pray that our life can reflect how we pray, that our life prayer will be overheard by others. Fred Craddock, great old preacher and teacher of preaching, wrote a book entitled Overhearing the Gospel. And what he was trying to communicate there was that a lot of people don't like the direct approach. They don't like somebody to come at them directly with the gospel or with some kind of thing about the church. But what really matters and what really works for us is sometimes when we overhear a conversation between some other people or when we see it in what somebody else is doing, we don't have to do it in a direct way. We just kind of, kind of go around and we overhear it. A friend shared a story about a man who tried all of his adult life to get his daughter to get connected to the church, never was able to be successful. Then she got married, she had a child, she was walking by a church one day, and a group of people were outside carving pumpkins. She stopped by the church, got a pumpkin with her little girl, carved one of the pumpkins, somebody invited her to church, she went and she joined that church. This is one of those occasions where someone overheard that they are hearing in you an invitation to be with me, to be the church for me, to be God's presence for me. I fear no evil, for you are with me. The gospel can be summed up in the psalmist words with, that God is with us, that we are with one another, and that we are with God when we are with one another. When God became flesh, that's what Advent's all about, when God became flesh in the birth of Jesus, came into our world, it signaled that God wanted to be as close to us as he could possibly get, to be with us. And we find ourselves within God's life when we are drawn into the lives of others. Friends, strangers, neighbors, people who live across the street, people who live across an ocean. Across my years as a minister, week after week, I would hear the prayers of people grieving over the loss of a loved one. I would hear them pleading for the end to racism, terrorism, gun violence, calling for justice and mercy. 
And as I listened to those prayers, I felt as if our world had wandered into the valley of the shadow of death and couldn't find their way out because those prayers just kept coming about all those losses and all those problems. And aren't they still going on for us today? Another gun tragedy. How horrific that a bunch of high school kids have lost their life over some stupid decision that another person made about a gun. And I listen to all this and I wonder where we're going. And what we need to remember, there is no promise in our relationship with God where we're going to have a life without enemies, without evil, without suffering. Instead, in the valley surrounded by enemies, what do we find with God? We find a table, a place of fellowship and communion for being with God and with one another. Around the table, that's where God happens. In church, we practice this stubborn hope. The one where we build nests and we set up tables wherever we find ourselves, no matter how precarious our lives, no matter the threats from our enemies, we do what God does. We make room next to us where we allow people to grow into God's grace and love, His mercy. The church is a nest where all, all are welcome to eat and drink and grow into that person of the people that God created them to be so that we can all become alive in God's love. In us, the body of Christ, God has made flesh. And we fear no evil. But we know that God is for us and God is with us. And we face life with each other. And that's the church. And that's life. And that's Christ with us. John Claypool, great preacher, great man, once wrote, Hope is to the human spirit what breath is to our physical bodies. And instead of saying where there is life, there is hope, he flipped it around and said where there is hope, there is life. This is what with means. God came to be with us. And when we are with each other in life, in love, then we are truly with God. That's our hope now and forever. Thanks be to God.